Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Sands Podcast, a Belly Up Sports Media Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's your boy Dave from the New Era Sands Podcast. We are back to normal weekly episodes, which means we got Eric and Phil back in the house. You can find them on Twitter at Eric Sampson93 and Pilau, and you can find myself at JD Hockey Talks. Uh, let's just get into a little bit of a holiday conversation, boys. How were your holidays, Phil? I know, I think you went you went back east, didn't you, or something? That is correct. My that, that's uh, it. You're not going to tell us about it. <laughs> uh, well, I left. I left on year uh, on Christmas Day, which the airport was like an utter utter ghost town. You could see the tumbleweeds go on by because I guess no one wanted to travel. But my travel experience was less than stellar because the uh, the plane I was supposed to land in New Brunswick um, at like two thirty Eastern, so like uh, sorry, one o'clock Eastern, which was like two two p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. I didn't land until like almost six, I think, because fly with the, I, f- I flew with Porter uh, <laughs> mainly because they have free free beer on on the flight. So uh, good call. Yeah, that and it's a direct flight instead of having to either fly from Ottawa to Toronto, Toronto to uh, Fredericton, or from Ottawa to Montreal, Montreal to Fredericton. Um, so it was the awesome direct route, and the plane that, that landed in Ottawa to take us new, to New Brunswick, the landing gear was stuck, and they couldn't fix it. And when they finally got it fixed, the pin broke, so they had to... I would have shit my pants, dude. I would have shit my pants. Yeah, we weren't on the flight yet, so like we were still in the gate, so it wasn't too too bad. We hadn't even bo- we hadn't even boarded yet, so. Um, still, but, you better hope the guy fixing it isn't having a shitty day and he does his job properly. Yeah, well, they had to order in a part. That order in a part from uh, from Toronto, um, so that they canceled a flight, gave us that plane, and then merged two other two other flights because there was one flying out of Billy Bishop, and then one flying out of. Uh, Pearson, so they just canceled the one from Billy Bishop, and just sent a shuttle over to uh, um, to Billy Bishop for everybody when they landed. But we stole their plane, and then crisis ended up being averted. But uh, every time I fly, the last like five times, there has always been an issue. I'm never that's flying. Just how again. Is flying. That's just how that is flying in Canada nowadays, man. There's no yeah. such thing as flying without issues anymore. I'm driving everywhere. Pretty much, Eric. Was uh, were your holidays as much of a shit show or a little more calm than that? <laughs> Mine was nowhere near that. It was just easygoing. Nothing really of note happened. Just the typical holidays. Well, the Ottawa Senators ended the holidays like before we started the holidays. Ended with a win, and it hasn't really been uh, anything good since. Uh, yeah, the ongoing performance issues, even on Jacques Martin, Daniel Alfredson, uh, we're not having fun. I don't think they're having fun. 
Oh man. What do you what do you guys think is going on right now? Like, what do you think is going on in their heads, Eric? Like, what do you you go first? What do you think is going on in everybody's head? Like, is everybody panicking? Like the sh- team's about to get blown up? Like, what do you think? Um, I I think that they're likely um probably pretty pissed off about it, but I mean they they haven't known what winning is yet, so I don't, I don't know if if they can really know how to feel with this right now. But this this slide is is just I I don't, I don't even have have words for it anymore. They they need to get out of it, and unfortunately, Brady is is gonna have have to put his little thinking cap on and if it figures something out because this is this is just unacceptable yeah they don't know what winning is but they do know that this was a season they were supposed to make the playoffs so they had expectations internally right so at the yeah. end of the day that might be triggering some shit phil what do you what do you think is going on through their heads right now if you uh could take one guess and what's going on and like brady kachuk said what are you thinking that's a good question. Um, I think um, I think they're scared. Um, I think that um, yeah. I, biggest thing I think they're I think they're scared to take the next step because, like you guys both mentioned, just mentioned, they don't know what winning is, um, and they've been part of I'm going to say a losing culture in regards to like um, our our season record. Uh, I wouldn't say like the team itself are are filled with losers because they're not. Uh, I think we have a pretty talented team. Um, obviously, I think a message needs to be – another message needs to be sent in that locker room. I think uh, removing uh, Dorian was the first step. Then, obviously, DJ bringing, bringing on Alfie and then bringing on, bringing on uh, Martin as well was uh, a strong, good message that needed to be, uh, needed to be said. Uh, I think the next step is to – obviously make a deal or two. Um, that's pretty much my thoughts on that. I honestly think that Jacques Martin and Alfie were literally just brought in to save face for the rest of the season. One of the things that I spoke to Jason Gregor about from Sports 1440 last week was um, it's having to learn a third system now, right? Because now you're going to bring in another coach after this. Jacques Martin, they highly don't think he's the guy that's going to be there. He doesn't want to be, we don't think. But having to learn a third system with a new coach that comes in. So, like, is this season a scratch? Like, is this season kind of uh, – are we are we quitting on playoffs? Or are we being if – we, if we're saying, no, we're not quitting on playoffs, are we being too optimistic? What do you think, Phil? Um, it's tough to say because, like, uh, even – trying to get up to another like spot in the um, in the standings. I was looking at them. I'm just going to pull them up right now. Like Ottawa is like seven points out of 15th in the East. I think playoffs are out of the question, uh, in my honest opinion. I think um, slowly but surely, I think we're going to get on the slack and for Mac- Macklin train because um, I think having him aboard the team would definitely be good. But uh, where are you standings division? Yeah, and honestly, I – Unless we go to, and Eric was talking about this the other day, into like a St. Louis Blues miracle run. Like, unless yes. we do something like that, it's not happening. 
Yeah, hundred percent. Because um, I think the gap is the gap is too uh, is too big. Um, we're sixteen points out of um, out of the last wild card spot. God um, damn. Yeah, and we're only three games back of Washington and New Jersey, who are both uh, fifth and sixth there. So uh, even very, tied very with Detroit, De- yeah, Detroit's five games up on us. Like it's it, the window is closing. They have to go on like on a huge tear um, the rest of the month there to even come close. I think to even climb up a couple spots. What about you, Eric? What do you think? Do you think uh, are we still t- thinking maybe the playoffs? If there's a miracle run, or are we are we looking past playoffs at this point and hoping for a good lottery pick? Um, I mean, yeah. Uh, as I mentioned before, I I think that it's it it's gonna take a a miracle run to to do anything. So I mean, likely, yeah, we're we're toast. We're looking at at a lottery pick right now, but. And we're not being pessimistic. That's just us being realists. Yeah, unfortunately, I I really don't want to g- give up on playoffs. But the you got to be real with, with yourself. It's it's probably not happening. Fair. Uh, so trades are essentially inevitable, just based off of conversations that have been reported with Steve Stavos recently through the media. Um, one thing I do like about that scenario is Steos has no attachments to anybody. Um, so at the end of the day, he'll make the moves that are necessary to make to improve the team. And I think he knows as well as the rest of us knows that we need to improve defensively on the back end. And we also need more forwards who are you know defensive minded, which is something this podcast has been saying for like two months now, almost since the start of the podcast. Um, so with trades being inevitable, We'll start with you, Philly. Who's who's gone? I mean, realistically, not who do you want to see gone, or who do you legit think is gone? If you're thinking like Steve Stales, um, definitely, I think Kubalik is gone. Uh, even if we have to retain some salary towards the end of the season, like, well, retain some salary this season, he's on an expiring deal. Uh, I think like he definitely make a good depth player on another team that's making a run for the playoffs. Because he does have some of that playoff experience. Um, who else? It's tough. What do you about Tarasenko? Uh, I mean, if the price is right, yeah. Um, I know that when he was going through his negotiations with his other other agent before he switched, um, before he switched agencies and got a new agent, I know he was looking for like a multi year deal. I'd be welcome to having him back, even in the off season, if we. The cap is going up, and I think he has played pretty good for us. But um, definitely, either Kubalik or um, or Tarasenko would probably be the most realistic ones that would definitely get us at least something back to round out that bottom six. But with Pinto returning, you got Pinto, you got Grieg, so and like Matty Joe right there. That's an amazing third line. Just those three guys alone, right? And then- yeah. Uh, sadly, Parker Kelly has been one of our best forwards lately. He's stepped it up pretty good. For the fourth line, I mean, we can improve on the fourth line, but I think we can improve on the fourth line internally. Like, that's just my personal opinion. But I'll, I'll get into what I think after. Eric, why don't you go next? Who realistically do you think is is out the door, you know, just if you're Steve Stales, who's actually gone? 
Um, I'd I'd agree with Kubalik, um, but I I also suggested um, trading Shabbat because we we don't need as many puck moving defensemen at as we currently have. We we definitely have more than we need, um, especially on the left what, side. Yeah. What we really need is 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 that big, defensively responsible, like shut down D. Um, and unfortunately, I I, th- I think Shabbat's going to be the one out to get to bring that in. Yeah, because personally, I wouldn't get rid of Sandy, obviously, and I think Chikrin has played a lot better than Shabbat has. Um, Shabbat w- would be missed on the power play, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but I think. I think I, as well, same thing as you, Shabbat. If I'm Steos, I'm shopping Shabbat for a right-handed D. I'm not looking for for a top guy. I'm looking for like a like a three-four guy that can play on the second pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, one, you're saving money and you're addressing the position you need. Uh, as far as forwards go, I think Tarasenko likely is going to get moved to uh, a cup contender. And I think Kulik is gone. I think they might be shopping Batherson, and I would be shopping Batherson. He's been really good on the power play, and he's a pure goal scorer, and his contract is really good. But again, we need to improve. Like, we can score goals. Like, we can score goals. We need to improve on the defensive side of things, and Batherson's a bit of a liability. Although he's been better this year, he's still a liability on the defensive side of things. But with that being said, we got Giroux left on the one one more year after this, and some of the cuckoos on Twitter talking about you know Giroux wanting out. But there's been zero statements that I've seen from anybody worth mentioning saying that you know Giroux wants wants to go. Uh, Eric, I'll go back to you really quick. Do you think do you think Giroux is one of those options that wants to leave or that is being looked at to be traded away? Um, I got. I can understand the narrative of he he wants to win, so like he he would want to go to a contender. But with me saying that, no, I I don't think he's actively seeking a trade. Okay, cool, Billy. What do you think? Until Elliot Friedman reports it, I don't believe it at all. Um, but all jokes aside, um, I know he bought a house here, um, and he definitely wanted to end his career in Ottawa. So I don't see him leaving. Um, that's pretty much how I feel on that one. It'd be sad to see him go, but I most definitely believe that he is part of the equation, um, this season. And I believe that he is part of the equation going into next season. And even a season or two after that, I see him signing maybe another year, like, Signing a year year by year deal, kind of uh, what Kessel and all of them have been doing at the at the end of their career. See, on that we agree. I I've always thought that after G's done, if he feels he's got juice left, he's going to sign another year, and Ottawa's going to give it to him, right? Um, and I, I feel like he's not going to go money hunting either. He's going to take a a team friendly deal, but that's fair to him, so that they can take the money and go spend it where they need to build you know a better team. And yeah, honestly, like like you said, G bought a house. He settled in at home. I don't think he wants to up and leave home again after he just got here. So 
to the people who say Giroud wants to get out, I you need to put the crack pipe down, and that's just kind of the end of that conversation. Uh, goalie trades. Phil, do you think – like there's been – there was one report that I saw on Twitter, and it was not signed by anybody. It didn't come from anybody, again, worth mentioning. But there was a, talks about, you know, sending a couple of guys out to Philly, including like Pinto and some picks and whatever, and then we would get Oliver Bonk back and – uh, Carter Hart, but that would see Corpus Allo going back to Philly as well. I don't know if you guys saw that that bullshit post, but uh, do you think there's a goalie trade that should be made here that will be made here, Phil? I think the biggest change we should make at goalie would be getting rid of our goalie coach. I think that's the next next step for us to be. Uh, I think that's the biggest issue for us seeing um, Talbot and even seeing Gustafson uh, succeed in their in their teams, I know they have um, a better defensive core in front of them and a little bit of a better lineup right now. Um, but that aside, like Zach Burke was brought in because he was Matt Murray's coach, um, and then Matt Murray's gone, and yet he's still here. And I think I think we should kind of ride it out. I, I don't think trading away the goalies are are the answer. That sets the wrong message in the room. Um, I like what Forsberg brings, and I like what uh, I like what Corpusalo brings to the table there. I just think that we should make a change, coaching wise, because it's a, I think it's a systemic issue. I don't think I think it's a, yeah a systemic issue and not a uh, not an actual talent issue. Because Forsberg, when he's like when he's on his game, he's really good, and Corpusalo too when he wants to perform is is good. But it's a it's a coach's. Um, it's the coach's message that needs to be like, I guess brought forward better. And like, I don't think he's getting this. I don't think both of them are getting the right support that they need. What about you, Eric? Do you think there's a goalie change coming? No, I, I think what Phil said was bang on. Um, it's, I personally don't think it's, it's, uh, the goalie is much at all. I I think it's it's uh, the defense in front of the goalies. Um, so yeah, no, I I wouldn't say that. See, and I agree with you guys. So I think goaltenders need to be confident in the defense in front of them in order for them to feel comfortable. And I think that the defense is making both of our goalies very uncomfortable in their own game. Um, a, go- a good goalie coach would really like bring it the point home, like. You play your game, let them play their game. So a better goalie coach would help. And I, same with, I think, Cap as well. Like, I don't know why Cap's still around. Cap and our goalie coach both got to go. That's just kind of, if, if you're going to clean house, you got you to clean it properly, right? You don't just mop the floors and, you know, clean the countertops and then leave all the shit on the on the floor. So, yeah. Um. So our next three games are Calgary, Buffalo, San Jose. Three very winnable games. Uh, Calgary not playing like themselves. Buffalo kind of in the same boat as Ottawa. We expected more this year. Uh, they're not quite there. San Jose being an extreme bottom feeder. Uh, we, that should be like some confident boosting you know, plays there going on. But again, I went to the Edmonton game. Ottawa played pretty good. Um, I feel like Edmonton was just a better team, but Ottawa didn't show any like super struggles or anything too crazy. Uh, let's start with you, Phil. Calgary, Buffalo, San Jose. Which games are we winning, if any, if all of them? What do you think? Well, I'm going to the San Jose game. 
uh, it's part of my season ticket package. So I'm holding out hope and knocking on wood that that is a win. I mean, they're both at the same more or less spot in the standings. Uh, I mean, San Jose's last place. They're only seven points out of Ottawa. Uh, and uh, I think that one is good. I mean, I'm pretty close with Buffalo. I'm just checking to see how well Buffalo has been playing there. It's a toss-up. Buffalo. And I mean, same with, same with Calgary, too. They're 5-4-1 in their last... Yeah, I was about to say Buffalo, Buffalo and and Calgary both don't really impress me. Um, you know, both are kind of in, in the same spot. They're bottom seven in the league, right? They're they're kind of in, in the same boat as us, where they just kind of suck. But uh, Eric, you're gonna be boots on the ground for Calgary. What do you think, Calgary, Buffalo, San Jose? What are we getting? Nah, well, yeah, I I'll be at the Calgary game, so I'm hoping for a win there. Um, personally, I thought, I think all three of them are, are winnable games. Um, but with how we've been playing lately, it's unfortunately, I I don't want to say this, but it's, it's a coin flip. That's fair. I think auto plays pretty good against Calgary. Typically, uh, same with Buffalo and San Jose. Um, I, I think, I think we come out with six points. Everybody gets excited that we're back and then we drop off the face of the earth again. That's just my prediction. <laughs> I can do that. Um, so we're almost mid-January, and we already talked about playoffs kind of being an optimistic point of view. Is a more realistic point of view hoping that we get a high draft pick? Like, there's a pretty good draft this year. Everybody kind of has eye on that Celebrini kid who's been who was really good at the World Juniors, and sadly, Canada was eliminated before, you know, a metal round, but they still play pretty decent. Celebrity look good. Um, should we just hope for a high draft pick at this point, Phil? Uh, I mean, obviously, like the way the lottery works now, it's top 11 teams. So if we can finish or bottom 11 teams, I should say, if we can finish in that bottom 11, we have a, like um, a very good chance at, at, at landing him. I mean, the draft itself is um, it's fairly, it's fairly strong. Like if we Rigged. can manage it, yeah, knock on wood. <laughs> I, if we can finish in that top five, I definitely think that we can get a um, a very very top top end prospect that can com- like that can um, commit right away and actually like do do great things. Like if we manage to land Celebrini, him and Stutzla together, like I think they'd complement each other very well. And um, even adding in like if we have like Giroud into that line. The three of them, I think, could play very, very good. Have one guy handle the faceoffs and dish the puck out, and uh, two guys that would be capable of scoring and can can create lots of plays. Eric, are we open for high draft pick at this point? Well, since playoffs are likely not happening, yeah, I'd I'd hope for at least top five. I really want that Celebrini kid. If you, if it, sorry, go ahead, Eric. I, I was just gonna say, if you, even though everybody else wants them too. Yeah. See, my opinion is, if we get the number one pick, do we keep it? Maybe even the top three. But if you go like fourth or fifth, Ottawa should be fetching, you know, going after that Oliver Bonker. You know, 
He's got some local ties. Obviously, everybody knows that. Everybody knows his dad. He's a big boy who shoots right, uh, and he's only going to get bigger. He's only 18 years old. Uh, and right now, he's got 33 points in 30 games and you know, out of London. So I, my opinion is if, if you're not hitting top three, then you're trading that fourth, fifth, or whatever, six, and you're, you're trying to go after Oliver Bonk out of Philly. Phil, would you make that deal if it was fourth overall pick, for example? Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. Like like you mentioned, uh, Oliver Blanc plays in London. London um, is is ran like a pro style program. So um, as you can see, a lot of the great like great prospects in the la- at least the last like fifteen years have all come out of that um, all come out of that program. There, they've won Stanley Cups, scoring titles, MVPs, and all that stuff. So um, most definitely, if we can make that trade and um, I think that would that would be very good. We would maybe have to give somebody up to go along with it there to kind of entice them to to give up him, but that would be okay. I'd be willing to give up uh, another potential defenseman like maybe Branstrom or something like that, s- trade away his rights and that pick for Oliver Bonk. See, I'm – I mean, if I'm Philly and the pick is fourth or fifth overall, I'm doing that without without even question. Uh, if you look at the players that are up there for like, you know, top, we'll say like we'll we'll look at number three and number four. I think number three right now is Dickinson. Number four is uh, Ellersman. Number five is what's his name? Siliev. All three are good players. LD left winger, another lefty. I mean. Yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, Eric, are you making that that deal all day? Yeah, I, I wouldn't even <laughs> think twice. That's easy. Fair enough. All right, well, we're going to call that an episode. A uh, bit of a scratchy one due to some technical difficulties, and we apologize. But uh, next week we'll be back on top of our game, and we're hopefully going to have some wins that we can talk about. And, yeah. Have yourselves a great week. Go, Sens, go. Go, Sens, go. Go, Sens, go.